Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Ephesians chapter 6. Today we're going to take up where we left off and we're going to talk today about the believer's warfare. And uh, let's uh, read the scripture where we're going to be today. In Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be uh, strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil, uh, the day, the evil day, and having done all, to stand." So today I want to talk to you about uh, this passage of Scripture. and Paul begins by saying, finally, and what I believe that, that he is trying to say to uh, those who are reading this, uh, this passage of Scripture, uh, not only for the church at Ephesus, but for us here today, is he says, now that we have looked at all of the stuff that we've looked at, the realities of being in Christ. He says, remember, you are a believer. And he talked about all that it meant to be a believer. And he said, uh, not only that, uh, he talked about what it means to belong to God. And he says, look, you're, you're, uh, when you become a believer in Christ, you belong to God. You are a part of uh, the family of God. You are adopted into the family of God. He says, uh, uh, you need to remember that, that you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in your life and the Spirit of God in your life. Uh, you are standing uh, in God. And, and he talked about how uh, uh, the new believer, the, the believer in Christ, the Christian, uh, is a part of uh, the... His uh, uh, not only is standing with God, but his position of uh, the believer and who he is in Christ and his identity. He says, uh, you need to take all of that into consideration. You need to think about all the things that uh, that we have uh, discussed. And, and uh, uh, we kind of reviewed it last week, but in the first three chapters, Paul uh, used that time in order to... Uh, to share with those who are believers in Christ that they were blessed with all spiritual blessings, that they had been adopted by God, that they are loved by God, uh, that they have been, <coughs> excuse me, that they are uh, had that God had predestined that they should be a part of the family of God, that they should accept Christ into their life. Uh, he said that. Uh, that he talked about their forgiveness and about the enlightenment of their life and the power in God uh, that God has brought into their life and the knowledge and understanding of what it means uh, of of their 
position and what God has done in their life. All of these things were discussed in the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians. And we take, we've taken all of that into consideration. He says, not only are you uh, have all of this power, all of this love, all of this, uh, you're in new standing with God and you have a new relationship with God when you become a, a child of God. He says, you're also positionally different in your life. Not only uh, of all of this stuff, but you're taken out of the domain of uh, Satan. No longer are we living in a world that is controlled by Satan, but our life is controlled by God. And we don't have to allow the, the, the uh, power of Satan in our life to have dominion in our life. And he says, uh, not only that, uh, we learned about the play, we have a place in the kingdom of God that we are uh, not just simply taken out of the domain of Satan and, and just kind of plucked over here into this no man's land, but we're placed into the kingdom of Christ and we are no longer in this world as we once were, but we have been changed and transformed. Our life is different. We, we uh, have been made to do good works. We've been uh, 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 ordained to, to do good works in the name of God. And we have, because we have a union with God, we have a union with uh, the Son of God, we have a union with the Spirit of God, and we have a union with uh, other believers, the body of Christ. So we have all of this positionally difference in our life. We're no longer in the world. We're no longer a part of the world. Uh, we've learned all of these changes that God has brought about in our life uh, through this adoption, through this new life. We, uh, we also have a change to us in our own life. He says, uh, uh, when you become a child of God, you're, uh, you don't just stay the same as you've always been uh, because you've been transformed by God. He says you have uh, a different attitude. And as a Christian, your, your, uh, your life is different because you uh, look at life differently. You have a different attitude about uh, uh, things in your world. Uh, your attitude has changed. You think differently than you once thought. You don't automatically think of yourself. You think of others. You, you think differently in that you don't uh, automatically think of the things of this world, but you think of Christ and, and you think of His love in your life and you think of, of, of your relationship to Him. Your thinking is different in that not only are you thinking differently in terms of, of your uh, attitude and differently about uh, your condition in this world, but you also think differently of other people. You don't see people that's the same as they once were, uh, uh, you see people differently, not just as other people, but you start to see people as, as uh, souls that God has sent His Son to die on the cross for. You begin to have a love and, and a, a commitment to, towards other people that are differently. You feel differently. You act differently. And you talk differently. This is all a part of being in Christ. This is all a part of, of walking in the light, of walking as a child of God, of, of, of actually applying uh, these differences in your life and you begin to change. Uh, your, your attitude changes. Your, your way in which you interact with other people 
And we saw that in chapters 4, 5, and the beginning of chapter 6. We, we saw that uh, as we studied that passage of Scripture that uh, we walk worthy of our calling. We have a desire to walk worthy of, of the calling of God. We, walk, uh, we seek to walk worthy of the, of the fact that we're now children of God. We, uh, when we fail and we don't live according to what God desires for us, when we don't live up to God's expectation, we have a, a, a yearning to get right with God. We have a yearning to get in the right position with God. We have a yearning to get back on the right track. And that's the influence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so we walk worthy. We seek to walk according to God's desire in our life. We walk in oneness with God and oneness with the family of God. We seek to do all that we can to live in unity with God and unity with our fellow believers in Christ. We walk differently from the world. Why? Because we've been changed. We've been transformed. We've been, our lives have been altered for God's desire in our life. We're no longer under the influence of Satan and sin in our life. We have been transformed. So many people are looking forward to the day in which they go off to heaven and they, uh, and, uh, God takes all the influence of Satan out of their life. They, uh, God takes, uh, takes us and puts us in a, in a, a, a new body and all that kind of thing. But God begin uh, as a Christian, you need to understand when you accept Christ in your life, God begins to do that in your spirit immediately. You don't wait until you get into heaven to, for that. God begins to dwell within your uh, in your life, and God's spirit begins to dwell within you and changes you and changes your attitude, changes your walk in your life. You walk different in the world. You you walk in love. You walk in the light of Jesus Christ. You walk in His wisdom and you walk in the Spirit of God and you begin to, uh, to show these changes. Your relationships are different. And, and the things and the way in which you interact with people. Uh, the, uh, Paul says, uh, your life, uh, you begin to have a new song in your life. Your, your, uh, your song are, are psalms and hymns and spiritual songs that uh, take up a part of your life. And it, it flows through your life and, and changes the way you interact, interact with other people. Your marriage is differently. Uh, and we talked about the difference in our marriages when we come to know Christ. Your relationship with your family is different. Your relationship with your employer is different. And then... Uh, he, he comes to this point in which he talks about the last things that we are to know. He says, finally, we need to understand a few things when he says, finally. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. He says, you need to make sure you realize that in spite of all this that you have learned about your uh, life being different and how God has changed your life and how you uh, live your life according to your relationships with others. He says you need to be aware of something. He says don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything for granted. Finally, brethren, be strong. Why? Because life is still difficult. Life is still pressing on you to sin and go back to the old ways. Life is still working at you. Finally, brethren, that make sure you are strong because the enemy is still there. 
The enemy is after you to make you fail. The enemy is, uh, is after you because you are in a warfare against the powers of this world. He says, uh, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We fight against uh, an adversary and, we're, and what that means is, is that we're in a battle. We're in warfare. There's a lot of Christians that live their life like they are on uh, the, the bench, like they're just waiting to go into uh, to a game and, they, and they're just uh, sitting on the sidelines. But we're all in a battle. We all are in a struggle. We are all fighting day in and day out. There's no uh, sitting on the sidelines for uh, a part of the army of God. We're all in a battle. The enemy is, a, is seeking to destroy us and tear us apart. Uh, Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy at the end of his uh, book to Timothy to encourage him, he says, look, Timothy, I fought a good fight. He says, I've, I've poured myself out and I have given my utmost for God. I've done my best. I've done everything that I can. He says, and I have not uh, fought like one who's beating against the air. He says, I've done everything. I'm not in training. I'm in battle. And we all forget that. We, we talk about how God's got the victory and God's won everything, but the devil doesn't act like that. Satan doesn't uh, act like he's defeated already. He's still in a battle. So what we need to understand is, is five things. Now I want to look at these five things as we look at uh, this passage of Scripture. He says, first of all, I want you to see the preparation. He says, uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might to put on the whole armor of God. We are in a battle. And we're to be prepared at all times. You know, uh, I, I think of our uh, dear soldiers that are out in, in, the, in harm's way. And when they're in uh, an active uh, uh, fire zone or they're in an area where they know that they're going to be actively engaging the enemy, um, they don't uh, sit around in, in their skivvies or they don't sit around in their uh, street clothes they constantly have a helmet on. They constantly have body armor on. They constantly have their, uh, their weapon with them. They're always ready because they never know when uh, a sniper might be zeroing in on them or they, or they might uh, engage the enemy. They never know when uh, the battle is going to start up again where they'll be in the midst of a firefight. Uh, they're not, they don't want to be caught unaware of what's going on. Even while they're eating, while they're uh, uh, resting, uh, while they're uh, preparing and cleaning their equipment or whatever they're doing, they're constantly ready for battle. Why? Because they know the danger. And unfortunately, we've got a lot of Christians that have failed to remember the danger of the battle that they're involved in. They, they know they've got an armor, but it's sitting over here on the side like uh, kind of like uh, 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 a, a set of uh, pads for a football player. Uh, football players normally, typically don't come to class in their pads.
pads and <coughs> their helmet and their cleats and all that kind of stuff. They have it in the locker room waiting for the time when they go out to play the game. But that's a game. They don't have to worry about being uh, padded up and suited up in their everyday life because they, don't, they know that they don't have to engage the other team until the whistle blows and when they go out onto the battlefield of, of the gridiron, the, uh, the football field. But you and I are in a war. We're in warfare against Satan. We need to constantly be ready. He says, uh, be strong and take on the armor. Make sure you have the armor of God. That's the second thing we need to remember. Look at the armor of God. He says uh, to finally uh, to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand uh, in the evil day. We're to gird our loins about with truth. We're to have the breastplate of righteousness. We're to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. We're to have the shield of faith. We're to uh, take upon ourselves the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Uh, and we're always to have this armor of God. And we're going to get into detail about each of the aspects of the armor. But what we need to realize is, is that it does us no good just simply to go out into battle with just a helmet on, does it? We have to not only have the understanding of righteousness, I mean, of salvation in our, our mind to keep us uh, clear-headed and in and, and tune with God, but we have to have the righteousness, we have to have truth, we have, have to have preparation, we have to have all of these things. You can't just uh, go into battle with just one part of uh, the armor. You have to have the whole armor. Why? Because the enemy is out there trying to get us. The enemy is, is all around us. And when we, about the time that we feel like we've got it all under control, about the time that we feel like uh, it's got an old hat, about the time we feel like uh, we are all that in a bag of chips, that's about the time that we fall. That's about the time that we fail to be ready because we've gotten our eyes off of God and we've got our eyes on ourselves, or our eyes on other things. You know, it's easy to be distracted in this world. It's easy to get our uh, focus off of God. It happens to us all the time. And I believe the more we're committed to Christ, the more we're dedicated to Him, the more we're doing things for Christ, the greater the enemy comes up against us. Satan doesn't want to take down just one of the old little foot soldiers. He wants to take down somebody that's really doing something for him, uh, for God. He wants to take down the greatest enemy to him, which are those who are doing their utmost to serve God, doing their utmost to live for God, doing everything they can to, to serve God in the best way possible. And the enemy, well, the Bible says the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. He's prowling the earth, looking for those who are got their eyes on themselves or on something else, who are opposing him and doing their best, but are ripe for being tripped up. You know, we can, we can put on all this armor and we can be all ready, 
But if we're not looking where we're going, if we're not being careful, one little trip is all it takes. And we come falling down. And then all of a sudden, we're just a jumble of, of uh, metal on the ground instead of an effective warrior. We've got to be uh, uh, ready for the battle and we've got to be ready for the enemy that comes up against us. In 2 Kings, uh, one of uh, God's uh, 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 prophets was besieged all around him by the enemy. And so he prayed. Uh, his servant didn't understand uh, what was going on. Elisha said, uh, prayed to God and he said uh, to God in, in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 17, he says, uh, Lord, I pray thee, open the eyes of a servant that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee. You see, uh, the enemy of, of Israel had come in and they were all upset at Elisha because he was prophesying to the, and telling the king all the things that they were doing. And they said, he's got to be a spy. And so they came and they uh, uh, camped all around his house and they were ready to come in and take him and, and lead him away. And Elijah's sitting in there. He's not worried about it at all. His servant's going crazy because he's scared of all these soldiers that are all around him. And Elijah prays and says, God, open his eyes. And all around on the hillside and everywhere, more numerous than the soldiers that were there to take him into captivity were the soldiers of God. We wrestle not against powers, principalities that we're able to see. And in this instance, these, these were part of the army of God, but uh, just as equal out there are, are those who are seeking to destroy the people of God. We're not fighting against an enemy that we can always see. But we're fighting against powers and principalities of this world. The Bible calls Satan uh, a, uh, the ruler of the air. And we're in the midst of a battle. We're in the midst of a great struggle. But we have to remember that we have the victory. Number five. It says, Pull on the whole armor of God that you be able to stand the wiles of the devil because we're not uh, wrestling against powers of this world. He says in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. We are a people who have won the victory. Jesus Christ has won the victory over sin, death, and the grave. But we have to stand in His power. We have to stand in His might. We have to stand in His victory. We need to understand that we have the victory in Jesus Christ. And we have to just remember to hold on to Him, to trust in Him, to when we see the evil one in our life. We're like the soldier on the, on the parapet, the lookout. The lookout who's looking for the, the uh, enemy army to come up against the for fortress. He doesn't go out and start engaging in the in the battle all by himself. No, he, he sees the enemy coming and he tells his commander 
so that the commander can get ready, the army, and send them out against the enemy. That's what we're to do. We're to uh, resist the devil. It doesn't say that we're to go chasing after the devil. It doesn't say that we're to go out there and and smite the devil uh, because we don't have the power to do that. We're to resist the devil, cling to Jesus Christ, and He'll send him fleeing. The power of God has the victory, not us. We have the victory in Him. and We need to trust in Him. Today is a day in which we must remember to have the armor of God in our life, to allow Him to have control in our life, to allow Him to lead us into all victories. And we need to understand that as we engage in the battle that is around us and before us all the time. We need to be His people, His army, ready for battle. Let's join together in prayer. God, we praise You and we thank You for the victory. The victory is is in You. Our victory is because You have given us that victory that You have won the battle for us. So Lord, I pray that You'll help us to cling to You. When Satan comes up against us, Lord, help us to cling to You. Lord, help us to, uh, to rely upon You. When the wiles of the devil come against us. Lord, help us to be prepared. Help us to have the armor of God. Lord, help us to trust in You, to rely upon You to give us the victory. Lord, bless us as we seek to follow You. Help us in the midst of all of this to live and to walk as You've called us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.